This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotatonetwork.com. Watching television, watching television. Watching television, watching television. I need all the image, I need all the sound. I know the info right into my mind. Hey everybody, welcome back to Trial by Pilot. This is the show where we judge an entire series of television and the work of hundreds on one episode. I'm Bill Lynch. I'm Elizabeth Lynch. How are you? I am good. <laughs> How are you doing as well? Terrible. I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I asked you how you were. (laughs) Um, Today we are talking about Queen's Gambit, a new Netflix drama series. Yes. Recommended to us by our number one fan, Simon. Well, number one Australian fan. Okay. (laughs) I think he's actually might be our number one fan, but maybe, but yeah. Uh, so Simon wrote in suggesting the show. And so we went on to check it out on Netflix and it was like number one in the United States in terms yeah, like, of like the most watched show. This had week. we just not checked Netflix for one day or something. And then all of a sudden <laughs> like... that's, that's basically what happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess they adjust their rankings weekly and I had, seen i think a preview for this it wasn't really on my radar mm-hmm. um but then simon suggested it and then i saw it was number one so i was like oh well might as well it wasn't based on a comic book so bill was like eh, i don't think we need to watch this for the podcast it was just based on a regular book <laughs> did you know that yes i did know that oh, okay <laughs> but that book was not based on a true story it's just yeah, fiction. just that's, fiction. That's how I learned that because I was looking up while I was watching it. Like, is this true? Yeah. So. so the Queen's Gambit begins in Paris, 1967. And our protagonist, Elizabeth Harmon, is in an extremely dark hotel room bath when there is an urgent knock at the door. She's expected somewhere, apparently. And so she like leaves her room. She leaves someone in the bed, like chugs a little vodka and is on her way, like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, clearly she's late for something. Mm-hmm. And she finally swings open the doors to this big hotel room, and all these cameras are flashing in her face. And she apologizes, and she sits down at a chessboard with her opponent across from her. And it's her move, but she, like, pauses and looks up at him, and she starts to, like, get, like, a little flashback of herself at nine when she was orphaned. Her mom... Uh, what did we find out? Oh, we did find out later what happened to her dad. Her mom died in a car accident mm-hmm. with her in the car. And so without any known family, she is brought to an orphanage. And we're introduced to the director there, I guess. Yeah. I don't think they called them directors then. I, 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 they, Head, headmistress. Maybe. they. I think they said it one time and I, yeah. I didn't pick it up. And she seems nice enough at first. And then she's introduced to... The chaplain and etiquette instructor and then she's brought to the big bedroom that she'll be sharing with 21 other girls the and, dormitory yeah okay. <laughs> and her bed is right next to the bathroom i just thought that was like a little funny like uh like one more one more thing i thought that too because like <laughs> someone else like left like was coming out of the bathroom yeah we like hear a flush yeah it's like oh that sucks when she's <laughs> sleeping right next to the bathroom 
think her. I think the headmistress's name is Mrs. Deerdorf. Yeah, something like that. And so she's she's trying to cheer up Elizabeth by saying, like, you know, you're going to have a better life here than you would have otherwise had because you know she had a, a single mom who was apparently down on her luck. Mm-hmm. But like, what a thing to say to a child who just lost their parent. Yeah. They didn't really seem to know how to handle children at this place. No, not at all. And they cut her hair and give her an outfit and they take away her, a dress that she had, that she had been wearing with Beth sewn onto it. And she's like, oh, it we'll take like, this. We'll burn this one. It was like embroidered and she's like holding it and like, stroking the embroidery like someone like made that for her you know and they took it and said they were gonna burn it yeah (laughs) it's like oh my god and there's one more stop along the tour uh mr ferguson is handing out pills to all the girls so you get two you get green he says that's for evening out your disposition and then the brown and orange one is for a strong body basically just like a vitamin Mm -hmm. and then she meets jolene who (laughs) Earlier on during the tour, we heard her like screaming, like, fuck you, cocksucker, yeah. to Mr. Ferguson. Um, most of the girls here are, I don't know, around Elizabeth's age, 9, 10, yeah. 11. Jolene looks like she's older, maybe like 16-ish, 15, 16. Yeah. And so she tells Elizabeth, like, save the green ones for nighttime. That's when you're really going to want them. But, you know, she just... She doesn't know what she's doing. She just swallows them both yeah. right away. And Jolene and another girl are kind of laughing. They're like, oh, yeah, save those for, for nighttime, like, in a fun and jokey way. Like, yeah. Like, she meant it to save them for nighttime, but also because she's like, oh, yeah, the green ones are the best. Like, yeah. You're going to enjoy <laughs> that. But she takes them together. And Jolene asks, like, oh, you know, are, are your parents dead? You know, a lot, a lot of people's parents here are, are dead, obviously. And we like to ask each other, like, what did your parents say before they died? What was the last thing they said? And she claims not to remember, but we get a flashback. And her mom is crying as she looks into the rearview mirror and says, close your eyes. Yeah. So I guess she was trying to take both of their lives yeah. in this car accident. I think. At least her own. But yeah, I probably well, I mean- that they would both die. <laughs> And so after she takes the pills, she's like tripping a little bit, going down the hallway. And later on, she joins Jolene and some other girls in the cafeteria. And I think they were given like some kind of fish for lunch, which Elizabeth was not enjoying. She's like, yeah. And the girls were like, you got to eat all your fish or they'll tell Mrs. Deerdorf on you and you won't get adopted. <laughs> and then we see like Mrs. Deerdorf like watching them. Yeah. From like across the cafeteria. She just like always had like a little bit of a an ominous air about yeah. her whenever we see her. You don't really trust her. She's like super sweet to like her when she first comes in. Right. But now you keep, did they call her Beth or Elizabeth in this? You keep saying Elizabeth, but I thought they called her Beth. I think at different times they called her both. both? Names. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so at night, of course she's struggling to go to sleep. She doesn't have the green pill and she has a flashback or she has memories of her father coming to their trailer but the mom's not letting him in and they're like screaming at each other through the door. And eventually he drives off after like glancing at her through the window and then just leaves. And that's probably the last she saw of him. And the mom is collecting all of her belongings and burning them. And at one point we see Elizabeth picks up a book. I don't know if it was a book or her thesis, but it was her mother's and it had her mom's name with a PhD and 
I think it must have been her thesis, but it was yeah. some kind of a math. Yeah, mathematics. Yeah. yeah. Her mother's a genius, basically. This is what I got <laughs> from it. And I think maybe it's because I've seen other things like like stories like this mm-hmm. where like there's just someone who like cannot function in real society but they are a math genius mm, okay <laughs> i've seen proof a couple times okay <laughs> <laughs> and so the next day is the first day of class at the orphanage and the teacher asks beth you know if she's already done with this assignment because all the girls are just like have their heads down and beth is just sitting there and so the teacher picks up the paper and is clearly surprised by whatever is on there. I assume that she finished the assignment very quickly. Right. Do you know who that teacher was? No. Did she look familiar at all? Like I don't, strangely familiar. I don't remember now. Hold on. Okay. Can I look it up? Uh, sure. If you want to spoil it. Are you going to tell us? Do you want me to tell you or do you want to look it up? You tell, you tell me. The teacher was played by the same actress who played Daisy in Down Abbey. The downstairs. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't. I did not notice that. I had to look it up because it was torturing me. I'm like, where do I know her from? She looks so familiar. I know I've seen her in something like that I watched. Yeah. And I couldn't think of it. And then I looked online and it was Daisy. I mean, her hair is completely different. She looks a little bit older, obviously, but. Huh, that's funny. Anywho. And so the teacher's like, okay, I guess you're done. You can go to the basement and clean erasers. And so she brings some erasers into the basement. And on the other side of some shelves is the custodian that she has has seen around the building before and he's sitting at a chessboard just playing chess by himself and eventually he like glances over and she runs off and do you know who the custodian was of course bill camp what what show was that because i <laughs> do you know who the custodian was <laughs> was he in the night of he was in the night of oh, okay. yes and more recently he was in the outsider that we watched oh that's right yeah okay. I mean, he's also been in like a ton of stuff a ton of big name movies but most recently that's where i recognize yeah. where i recognize him from yeah bill camp is great um and so the next day she remembers to save the green pill and she takes it before bed and as she's falling asleep um the shadows of the trees outside which cast this like like pulsing black mass on the ceiling that i thought was really cool turn slowly into a chessboard just like the white and black squares mm-hmm. on the chessboard and so the next day she goes down to the basement again and this time she asks the custodian to teach her how to play and he's like i don't i don't play with strangers get back get back up to the chapel but the next night she has more chess hallucinations and so she tries to get him to teach her again and he's like girls don't play chess and he says something about the rules and she's like yeah but i know the rules i know that this this piece does this and this piece does this and you know, it's clear that she's learned all this just from like glancing over at him a couple times. Right. And so he gives in and, sl- and tells her, you know, sit down, let's play a game. And so they quietly start exchanging moves until after only four, he beats her. Right. And he's like, that- that's called the scholar's mate. And she's like, how do you do it? And he's like, I'll tell you another time. And that night she, you know, as a vision kind of like replays it in her head. And she's like, you know, moving her fingers as the chess piece is like memorizing mm-hmm. what, what he had done. And this was after she took a bunch of pills, I think. Yeah. Right? You know, she like stockpiles them. Yeah. 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 And like, there's a couple times, I, I didn't write all of this down, but a couple times throughout the show, her and Jolene have like little exchanges like about the pills. Like, mm-hmm. Beth says, sometimes I'll take them every night for a couple of days. Sometimes I'll save them and take two or three at once. And then Jolene says like, you know, I know they're feeling good. Don't let them feel too good. You don't want to make it so you have to have them. 
Right. It's like, like even she's aware, like some of these kids are getting addicted on these fucking tracks. Yeah, yeah. And so the next day she's playing against the custodian again. At this point, she gets a note from class and just like crumples it up and tosses it in the garbage before she even leaves the room. Like she's just so flippant about it. Like mm-hmm. she's just going down to play chess every day. Yeah. And she gets frustrated with the custodian a few times, like whenever he doesn't tell her something that she wants to know. And they're playing and she loses her queen. And he's like, well, now you have to resign. And she says, you didn't tell me that was in the rules. And he says, that's not, it's not a rule. It's sportsmanship. The game's over. Yeah. And she goes, you cocksucker, <laughs> which I like guffawed at. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. <laughs> he gets real pissed. He like tells yeah. her to leave. He's leave. Yeah. And then she tries to go back the next day. And he's locked the basement door. He won't yeah. let her down there. The next few days, the door is locked. Yeah. And so she's clapping erasers outside instead. And she starts to notice that uh, some boys hang out outside in the street. And then she sees boys and girls a couple times, like canoodling. Mm-hmm. One of the What's boy- a canoodle? <laughs> it's like um like a chickpea pasta. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> one of the boys waves to her at one point. So clearly she's becoming interested in boys and she Mm -hmm. asked Jolene in the bathroom what a cocksucker is (laughs) because she hears Jolene say it all the time. And so she tells her and then they're in this like boring health class lecture and she's like studying the anatomy in the back of uh, Mm -hmm. the science book with like the naked woman and naked man. But finally the custodian unlocks the door and they go back to playing chess and she finally beats him narrowly after having like rehearsed the moves every night, like waiting Mm -hmm. for this moment. And then we see over the course of the next few days or weeks, them playing and he's teaching her all these different opening moves. And, you know, we see a couple scenes where she's like occasionally thinking about boys. But even during class, she's reading this book that he gave her, Modern Chess Openings. And she asks, like, when, when he gives her the book, she asks, like, am, am I good enough to start reading this stuff? And he says, honestly, child, you're astounding. Yeah. And then he brings a friend from the chess club that he belongs to, who also is a teacher and runs a high school chess club, to meet Beth. And he's like, oh, I brought a gift for you. And he gives her a doll. I thought it was going to be a chess board. <laughs> I did, I was too. like, how exciting. And he gives her a doll. Like, yeah. he's just a little bit. Yeah. And she's like, cool. I mean, she's a nine-year-old girl. <laughs> so he was probably like, oh, I'll bring her a doll. She'll like that. He's trying to, you know, yeah, yeah. be endearing. but. And then they play chess. And she beats him. And we see eventually, I don't know if it's the same day, she is playing against both of them simultaneously and is like getting so bored by it that she like gets up and is like walking around the room. Yeah, it's the same day. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, it's it's your turn. And she's like, well, I already have you in checkmate in three. And then she just like tells him the moves that she's going to make and then the moves he has to make in response and just like plays without even looking at the board. And continues to play that way. Yeah, yeah. With it, like with both of them, yeah. By not looking. And so before this teacher leaves, he's like, "Oh, can I get a can I get a photograph of you?" And I don't even remember the custodian's name. Mr. Scheibel. Mr. Scheibel, that's yeah. right. And so they like pose, and they both seem like very awkward They're about so it. So awkward. Both of them are very. But awkward she like people. slowly puts her hand on his shoulder. Yeah. And eventually, the teacher comes back and asks Mrs. Deerdorf if Beth can come to the high school and meet Wait, the chess hold club. Hold on, she also just tosses that doll in the garbage oh yes she does immediately it goes in the garbage like he's gonna come up those stairs and see that doll sticking out (laughs) and so he wants beth to come and play all 12 of the high school chess club members simultaneously 
And Mrs. Dierdorf is not very keen on that, but eventually she relents. Yeah. Uh, you know, he has to promise to have a, another girl student there as a chaperone and, you know. Yeah. But she does tell Beth, like, listen, you're not allowed in the basement anymore. There's a chessboard in the game closet. If you like to play chess, you can't be playing chess with the custodian in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird. It is weird. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing weird going on. But I don't entirely disagree thing. with Mrs. Dierdorf. <laughs> then we find out that there's a new state law... Uh, I don't, what state were they in? Were they in Georgia? You know, I don't know where they uh, were. But anyway, kids are no longer allowed to be given tranquilizers. <laughs> when she said that, <laughs> I was like, oh, holy shit, they were giving them tranquilizers? I mean, those are big pills to be giving children. And like, I'd have trouble swallowing that pill. And they gave Beth one, like, the hour she showed up. They had no idea yes. if she was going to be an issue. Like, to even your dispensation? Uh, <laughs> to even your disposition? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was it's very shady. Her uh, playing chess in the basement was the least of their problems. Yes, you know what yes. I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, but when Beth finds this out, she's a little panicked because she clearly is addicted to these pills. Yeah. And she's like asking Jolene about it and asks if she's going through withdrawal. And, you know, she's completely out of pills when the teacher comes to pick her up to go play this chess game. Uh, but Jolene sneaks her two pills that she had been saving. Mm-hmm. And so she goes to the school and it's, you know, 12 boys who like try to stare her down a little bit. Right. And she plays all 12 of them simultaneously and beats every single one of them as like some of their classmates come into the room to watch. And she recounts it all to the custodian as she's like eating some chocolate that she won from the teacher. And she beat them all in like an hour and 20 minutes, 12, yeah. 12 different kids in, in chess club. What was, I couldn't get a read on like what his expression was. While she was telling him that. I think he's getting concerned that she's getting too cocky or too, you know, brash and overconfident. Yeah. That's kind of what I read. He's like, oh, uh, she's an amazing chess player, but do I like her personality at all? Right, right. Like that's, you know. So she keeps seeing this jar of green pills every time she walks by and eventually she steals a screwdriver from Mr. Scheibel and during... They're watching like some old movie. Yeah, this is this was taking place in the fifties. So like yeah. some old movie about Rome. It's probably a fav- famous movie. I just don't know the name of. She leaves to go to the bathroom and she breaks into the office while this like loud orchestral music is playing from the film. Uh, I thought it was a great scene. Yeah, it it's was like, cool. It's this dramatic moment in the movie, and it's like her like climbing through the window of the infirmary, right? <laughs> going, going to get these pills. <laughs> And she's like, she just like takes a handful of pills and just stuffs them in her mouth. They're like basically in like two big candy jars. It's yeah. so sh- the, it's, the whole thing is so strange. Yeah. <laughs> and she's putting more into her pockets, and then and she can't even resist. She grabs the entire jar as she exits the window, and as she exits the window onto a chair, she turns, and Mrs. Deerdorf and the entire class are standing there watching her yeah. climb out of the window. <laughs> And so Mrs. Deerdorf is like, Elizabeth. And then we see her just pass out. She just falls off the chair. And falls off the chair and smashes onto the floor with like pills all around her. And that was the pilot. That was the pilot. To Queen's Gambit. And every time they took these pills, like they weren't giving them any water. Can you imagine? They were like really <laughs> large, like like the big ty- Tylenol. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to explain yeah, it fuck? to her. Because they would just give them listeners. in the little cups and the kids would just... Pop them they down. Just pop them. And so she's, seeing, and she's like chewing them like candy or something. It was very, 
Very odd. I don't know if you mentioned it in the beginning. When she swigs that alcohol and she has to go play the game, she swallows two of those pills. Did you notice that? No. Oh, yeah, no. She swallowed two of those green pills. Oh. In the beginning, the very beginning in wow. 1967. So she's still addicted she's like still 20 addicted years later. To them, yeah. What'd you think? I really liked it. I thought it was really well written and I thought the music was really good. Mm -hmm. It had a lot of that like orchestral background stuff, but like some of it was like really soft and ominous and other times it was like a little bit like warm. Mm -hmm. Like when, when she was playing chess with Mr. Scheibel, you know, obviously Bill Camp was great. Uh, She was good. If I had to like really nitpick, there were a couple line deliveries from her that I thought were off because mm-hmm. I think she was trying to play this like shell-shocked nine-year-old. Yeah. But some of the time it felt a little stunted and unnatural. Okay. Um, that, that, that's my one, my one little nitpick. Other than that, I really enjoyed it. I thought... I really liked Jolene. Yeah, Jolene's great. I thought great. she's a great character. Jolene's great. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, other than that, all the acting was good, the writing... Um, like the tense moments were good. Even, even scenes that I would say sound really boring, like montages of them playing chess. I was like into it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. No, I agree with you. I thought it was great. It was so engaging, you know, like I just, I didn't want it to end. Like when it ended, (laughs) I didn't want it to end because I wanted to know what was going to happen, but what a great way to end that first yeah episode. yeah of course it's gonna be another fucking sad show we watch i know <laughs> we love sad shows uh this poor girl in an orphanage i know addicted to tranquilizers yeah because her mom committed suicide and tried to kill her too right Jeez. yeah i i don't know what else to say because i really don't have many critiques of it yeah, I don't have any criticisms of this show. I'm I'm going to watch it. I think I'm going to keep watching it. Um, I think I am too. I think it's... Well, I was going to say I think it's short, but I, I've been... I think I've been confusing shows. Because <laughs> I look at so many of them. So, uh, all right. I think we both recommend this, right? Yeah, definitely. I uh, Man, it... Netflix is really just who the hell knows what they're going to put I out. I know. They can put out absolute gold or they just put out shit. Mm-hmm. Tons of middle of the road crap. They just. But man, let me get it right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. It made me realize how much I don't know about chess. <laughs> yeah. So what is the extent of your chess knowledge? I mean, I learned how to play it when I was a kid. I learned like the way that each, you know, directions that each uh, piece could make the mm-hmm. names of all the pieces um and i guess how you win although i'm not like entirely sure about like what's check versus checkmate but i don't think about it strategically whatsoever i'm just kind of like well i guess this is what like i will always get beat <laughs> <laughs> you know like well if you're not thinking about it strategically then yeah you'll but probably that's get the beat. thing yeah i just don't think about it. i'm not um I'm not good at it. I learned the basic mechanics of it, and that's really it. Yeah. 
I used to have this, um, I don't know if you ever played this at my house, but when we had our first computer, like, you know, when you'd have get games for the computer, like on a, like a CD ROM. Mm -hmm. So one of them was a chess game that we used to play. And that's really mostly where I played chess and you could play it with regular, just straight pieces, but then you could also play it where they were, um, people. And they would walk, so you would, like, tell it where to move. And then, like, the pieces would walk, and they'd, like, tell these weird moves. And the queen was, like, this very, like, voluptuous, like, hourglass, you know, in this tight dress. And she'd, like, walk, you could hear high heels clicking. And then when they would fight each other, some of them you would hear, like, a stabbing and, like, flesh and blood. It would go, when someone would die. Oh, my God. Yeah, so... (laughs) It was such a strange game. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot in the '90s on computers before, really, like <laughs> the internet. You know true, what I, I mean? Guess. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you do? Word processing or playing chess? Playing chess. You don't know Jack was a game. <laughs> you don't know Jack. That was the game I would play. That was a little bit later, though, right? Later than chess. I don't remember the timeline, to be honest. But anyway. I'm not good at chess, so I was impressed by this. Yeah. What about you? Do you play chess? We've no, never played it together. I haven't played it in a very long time. I know how to play. I mean, I, you know, I think my knowledge is pretty basic. I, I know that there are, like, known moves and strategies, but mm-hmm. I don't know what they are. Yeah. I know that the board, that the squares have uh, names. I don't know what they are, you know? Yeah. You, you hear people say, like, knight to rook three. I don't know where that is on the board, right. you know? Um, my friends that I play board games with sent around something that now 4D chess exists. And I I, I couldn't even read the full article. So like, you know, obviously chess on a board and then there's 3D chess where you're like playing on multiple levels of a board. And now what? there's 4D chess where you can like... <laughs> rewind moves and like time travel quote unquote and like i have i none of us could grasp it Uh, we were like ah this sounds so ridiculous like i'm just not why does this have to exist well this is for geniuses who are playing chess that are like yes yeah people that have like one two-dimensional board right people that have mastered chess are like what if we could uh transmit pieces from the future to, to, to help us Remember that episode of Saved by the Bell where Screech had to play that like guy, that Russian high school kid, and then like a chess tournament. No, I don't. that was also all I knew. <laughs> also, I was talking about John Carpenter's The Thing during mm-hmm. our Halloween episode, and there's a great scene of Kurt Russell. You know, they're they're on this Arctic base with like nobody else around, and he is playing a game of computer chess like against this computer that in the 1980s was probably like tens of thousands of dollars it was like a government thing uh-huh. and, the, and the machine beat him and he's like you cheating bitch and he pours his scotch into the machine and like fries it oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Russell's great in that movie um, that was like peak Kurt Russell yeah um, <laughs> what hold on what I'm trying to look up my favorite Kurt Russell movie Big Trouble in Little China? No. Because he's great in that, too. Was he in Captain Ron? Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, that's my favorite. That's your favorite girl? <laughs> Jesus. He was in Tombstone, Big Trouble in Little China, The Thing, and Captain Ron is your favorite. Captain Ron is a great movie. <laughs> Who else was in that? Oh my gosh, where can we watch that? Is that streaming anywhere? Was he in Captain Ron? He was in Overboard. Oh no, he was in Captain yeah, Ron in Captain too. Ron. Yeah, yeah. Martin Short. Martin Short? What about Martin Short? He was in that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking up the Wikipedia. <laughs> All right, so Queen's Gambit. We both recommend it. We both are going to watch it. So we're about to finish Haunting of Bly Manor. Mm-hmm. Are we going to watch Lovecraft Country? Yeah, I really want to watch that. Well, we watched two episodes and keep adding new shows to the list. What are well, we watching first, that or this? I think Lovecraft Country we should watch first. Whoa. Because I think we and should... And let this fade into obscurity? And no, we'll, and we'll I think about we it? should finish it. <laughs> yeah, I guess let's check how many episodes each one has. Yeah. <laughs> I've just that. heard so many good things about Lovecraft Country that it's such an excellent show. I don't want to just not watch it. I'm still hearing good things about yeah, it like months I, later. We have to finish that one. Yeah. All right. We'll see if we get around to Queen's Gambit. <laughs> and then... I'm doing great now on my lunch break of watching shows. Like, I started watching Emily in Paris. Mm. And I like a quick little thing. And I was like, oh, I, I can watch an episode on my lunch break. And it's like just a nice little uh, escape. I can't really go. No one's eating together at lunch now. Like, yeah, it's been cold this week, so I haven't gone outside. So I just, like, sit by myself. Sweet. Watch this, like cute dumb show you know <laughs> cute dumb show what would, would i like it um i don't know so we had talked about maybe doing this remember your mom was like oh this is this show that show's really cute yeah and then i just started watching it because i didn't think that you wanted to do this do it for the podcast i don't think it would have been a great podcast episode to be honest i don't think it was a great pilot okay i think it probably would have been like a boring episode for us like, not much to say, but I thought it was, like, somewhat cute. And it's, like, 25 minutes long. Yeah. So, I started watching it a little bit more, and I like it. It's it's contrived and silly. The whole, like, setup about why she ends up in Paris is is contrived and dumb. It's got, like, you know, she accidentally orders croissants with a side of condoms. You know, the, all those, like, lost in translation oh things. You know what I mean? I mean, she did, they don't give her the condom. You just get the waiter gets offended. <laughs> they don't now, like. <laughs> that is a show I would watch. Um, but would you it, know, she like. Wouldn't that be great if one of these kinds of shows, like where you you know everything that's coming, right. if they just like subverted every expectation and like actually went through with those things, like brought her out a plate right. of condoms? That would be great. Um, but. You know, it's go, it's lining up with my Duolingo French lessons. Oh, nice. So my sister was like, oh, what do you think of it? And I was like, say, très stupide et adorable. <laughs> oh, um, now I want to watch a Spanish language show so I can <laughs> use my Duolingo. <laughs> but I, I like it. It's, you know. A character just started singing in the park. Like one of her friends is like, happens to be like an amazing singer. Oh gosh! And 
saying actually she's saying really beautifully it was like a really beautiful scene but it's like it's silly it's nice and light and sometimes i need that especially when we're watching things like lovecraft country haunting of blind manor and the queen's gambit <laughs> you need an emily in paris sure sure i am crushing it in gold league this week on duolingo all right what do these le- levels <laughs> even mean i'm just trying not to lose all my hearts <laughs> I, they, they mean literally nothing. It's just motivation for you to keep practicing. It, oh, okay. It, the more XP you get every week, you can level up to different leagues. Oh, I think I'm in silver. Yeah, so bronze, silver, gold. Okay, I'm in silver right now. And then if you're in like the bottom portion that week, you drop down a league. If you're in the top portion, you jump up a league. And if you're in like the very top, uh, you get like a chest, which probably has uh, gems in it or something. Okay, um, I have gotten a few chests. Yeah, so I am in third place right now in gold league. Wow. Which I've been I've been using it a lot this week. I'm yeah. on like an hour a day, probably. Really? Yeah. And the people in first place in Gold League have like three times as many XP. So like, are they doing it three hours a day? Maybe. Maybe. They're probably paying for the actual like, like plus Duolingo Plus. They're never running out of hearts, so they can just keep going. Well, maybe I don't run out of hearts either. Okay, I run out of hearts. Well, let's just tell everybody the story. Bill's like, download Duolingo. I'm like, all right, fine. And I'm looking through, and I cannot decide which language to do. The top five there are Spanish, which you were doing, and you wanted us to learn the same one. Yeah. And it would come in handy for me. (laughs) French, German, and Italian. Yeah. I'm like, I want to learn all of these languages. So then I keep scrolling, and then I see Irish, and I was intrigued because I didn't know that people called it Irish. I thought people called it Gaelic. Yeah. So I clicked on it to start learning that <laughs> just to see what it was. <laughs> it is the hardest language that I could imagine. I have no context. Like, I feel like at least like French and Spanish, I know some of. German, I've heard, is very close to English. I've learned, I learned a little bit of it in high school, but like, it doesn't, it resembles nothing. No, it, it just sounds like it's, you're making noises. It's, and now we named our son, like our son's middle name is a Gaelic word. Yeah. <laughs> but we're like, that's all we need to know, right? Oh my gosh. It makes no sense. I lose you, all of my hearts. Can you say anything right now in Gaelic? I don't think so. Ethan... <laughs> Itham ul agus, uh, I eat bread, I eat apple, and I don't know how to say bread. I, um, <laughs> Olin, I drink, I, it's so hard. That's funny, because that's the same intro lesson, lesson in Spanish, too. You learn how to say, I eat apples and bread. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. All right. That's enough about Duolingo. Uh, unless you want to add us <laughs> as friends, just let us know. I'm Elizabeth Anna Rose. <laughs> yeah. I'm Bill Tacular. Oh. Sorry, a Liz Anna Rose. Ooh. All right, everybody. If you have suggestions on shows for us to watch, you can email us at trialbypilot at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at trialbypilot. And go on to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, subscribe to the show, leave a review, tell a friend. And thank you to Simon again for recommending Queen's Gambit and continuing to listen to the show. Yes, thank you, Simon. And thank you to The Beats for providing our theme music. Thanks, Beats. Bye. Bye. Watch it